Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Dom Alessio, and this is Other Side of the Tracks. Each episode, we feature a new release and talk to the artist about the inspiration, meaning, and stories behind each song. In this episode, we take a look at 21st Century Liability, the full-length debut album from UK artist Youngblood. Born in Yorkshire, Youngblood's distinctive, razor-sharp lyricism is backed by a musical vision inspired by legends like The Clash, Arctic Monkeys and N.W.A. It's this mix of rock and hip-hop that gives the album a guitar-heavy, rhythm-driven sound. Here's 21st Century Liability by Youngblood. If I could take you to one place on earth, on the entire planet, to listen to it, it'd probably be outside a fish and chip shop in a place called Campsall. Uh, it's just where I grew up. Um, you can get fish and chips for like four quid and, uh, I don't know, man, sit on a probably a damp, rainy bench, some chips and curry sauce and then blast it through, you know what I mean? I think to be genre-defined right now is so boring. It's like, why do I want my next record to sound like my last record? You know what I mean? I just want, if I was listening to a Scar song that day, I'd, I'd put that in my music, or then I might be listening to Kanye West, or then I might be listening to Lord, or then I might be listening to Post Malone, or, or Whitney Houston, James Brown, whatever, do you know what I mean? And, and just kind of take different elements of, from that. You know what I mean? Why can't I like a, take a James Brown beat and then put a Kanye West 808 on it and some mental Atlanta trap drums, uh, hi-hats and... I don't know, a fucking clash line from a guitar, do you know what I mean? Like, why not? We are gathered here today to commemorate the life of one young blood. The eulogy at the beginning, man, I just wanted to set it up in a way that's like, everyone knows I'm a bit mental. You know what I mean? Everyone who's tapped into my world knows I'm a bit wacky. And I was like, my album needs to, it can't, I don't want it to just start like, here's a song, here's 12 songs. I want it to be a, a journey and kind of allowing people to step into my world. But also just a bit of fun. Do you know what I mean? I was like really stoned and I was like, what about if we just fucking do like a eulogy like and I can play a priest or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> so the first song, uh, Die For The Hype. Die For The Hype. This song is about wanting to kill yourself for what is perceived to be hypey and what is perceived to be relevant at the time and, and people tapping into a society that's not real just because they see someone else doing it. We conform so much and break our backs to make sure our lives look so perfect, but you know what I mean? I took a shit this morning the same as you did. You being yourself is going to be the most special thing about you because we're all fucking different. There's millions, billions and billions of people on the planet, but if you are fundamentally yourself, no matter what, then you are different to everybody else. 
and that's what that first song is about you know what i mean because and embracing that i was different you know what i mean and embracing going do you know what i can be myself and if you don't like me then that's your problem doctor doctor I wanted to start it with like a small faces sample, something that sounded like a small face or a Beatles kind of guitar line. And it's about me being lobotomized. Doctor, doctor, give me a lobotomy so I don't see what is in front of me. It's a comment on saying like, right then, if you're supposed to be so smart, if you're supposed to be leading the way for my future, then I want to be stupid. I want to be lobotomized because you do not understand me. Young people right now are so intelligent, you know what I mean, we are not stupid, we're not just bratty teenagers rebelling against the system for rebelling against the system's sake, you know what I mean, we, we see a future that we want to be a part of, we see this liberal future and this liberal world that we want to wanna live in and we will obtain, you know what I mean, it's only a matter of time, but it's been held back by a generation who don't necessarily understand us or aren't quite ready for the world to go to that place yet, and what is sad is those people seem to be in charge. We're prescribing you with medication. Medication, it, it, it kind of they all intertwine, go into each other because medication is about growing up in such a heavily medicated society and being brought up that it's okay to be on prescription pills because I saw people who were older than me prescribing them and medicating themselves. You know what I mean? And then when it came to me, because I got ADHD, I saw a reflection on, on the world again like, when you are of mental health, like mental health has finally been taken seriously. Do you know what I mean? Mental health is such a big issue. You know what I mean? Especially for young people, man. And before it was like, oh, you'll be all right, you'll be all right, man. And you're only going through a phase or you're a bit unbalanced at the minute. You'll level out when you grow up. What was weird was, instead of actually confronting the problem and confronting what's going on in your head, it's easier to prescribe someone drugs to numb that. And, and it, gives, it gives you a chemical happiness that you can't quite obtain in real life. It's just me saying like, address your issues, man. Don't medicate them. Machine gun um, brackets, fuck the NRA. When I first went to America and figured out on paper that at my age, man, it's easier for me to buy an assault rifle than it is a pint of lager. Do you know what I mean? I think that's mad. I think that's absolutely fucking mental. And um, and it's just like for the sake, I'm not even American, but for the sake of humanity in one of the, the leading countries in the world, this has got to stop, you know. And I was excited. I, I was so excited when I, when I kind of did it. And I, I loved the verses because I wanted to, I was listening to fuckloads of Eminem at the time, like ODing on Eminem. And I wanted to paint a character that was almost watching himself on in a newsroom in a fucking in chains. Do you know what I mean? Like, what did I just do? I made the news today because I hurt my friends. They scribbled down my name, tied both my hands behind my head. Because this is real, man. This was this is what fucking happens. You know what I mean? This is like a, a real thing, like. It's so funny since like the Florida shootings, there's been like 20 other shootings, but they haven't been documented because more than three people haven't been killed. And that's just fucking mad to me, do you know what I mean? And with it, like I just needed to write about it. And because again, man, young people are like, we've had enough of it. Psychotic kids. 
psychotic kids. Um, we'd recorded it in five different genres. Like it wasn't like as it is at the minute, because like at the start it's like piano ballad. It was a piano ballad initially. And then I was like, fuck that. Let's do a drum and bass record. And then it was like, nah, fuck that. And it was like, let's do a dub, trap, fucking mental record. Nah, fuck that. We left it for a couple of weeks. And then I remember coming back to it and going, what about if we tie it all together? My producer looks at me like I'm mad, like, you are. And I'm like, well, we could start at a start and then it could go big and it could be like, fucking, it could start like a piano ballad and then go into like an Imagine Dragons chorus and then drop it into like a 21 Pilots dub trap thing and then into a drum and bass fucking British like 90s all off our heads in a club kind of vibe. I love my producer because they let me run free with it. I love that song. I fucking love that song off the album. I think that's one of the songs that represents my personality most in the record. You know, and it's and it's about again, it's about like you're looking at me because I want to marry a bloke. Or I want a, a girl, I want girls to marry girls, or I want to abort the kid in my belly because it's gonna fuck up my future. You know what I mean? It's like that's that's the thing. It's that people are blinded by a cataracts of old ideologies. To me, man, that doesn't make sense. For me, it's just like this is what I am. We're all a bit fucking mental. You know what I mean? We're all a bit fucking nuts. I love you, will you marry me? I love you, will you marry me? It tells the story of two young people who got completely screwed over by corporate companies. And I don't know what you call it over here, but it's a, there was a massive council estate. I think it's like government funded housing basically on the top of this hill in Sheffield and it's called Park Hill Estate. And um, in the 60s when it was built, it was actually really like posh. So, oh, you're from Park Hill, fucking hell. Um, but by the 90s, it had become run down and lawless, like totally lawless, like the police just wouldn't go up there. And um, two young people met uh, called Jason and Claire, and they fell in love and blah, blah, blah. And you can see the estate from all over Sheffield because it's on top of this massive hill, hence the name. And he spray paints, he suspends himself over one of the bridges that holds the towers together and spray paints, I love you, will you marry me, across the bridge. And then he takes her down to the Odeon, which was a cinema, which is actually the O2 Academy, that's a music venue now. And he points up to the, points up to the, the bridge and he proposed to his bird like that. And it was like, it was just really romantic, like a, you know what I mean, romantic thing to do. But then shit turned bad because she had two kids and social services said that he wasn't fit to be a father. Um, and then she later died. And corporate companies redeveloped the apartments, put neon lights over the I love you when you marry me. Basically branded the whole flats with this, this slogan like, oh, come and live in the I love you when you marry me flats, the really posh boutique flats now. 
and they put them on the pillows and t-shirts and a beer brand called it I Love Will You Marry Me and he fell into homelessness and he was like yo can I have something can you just help me out can you give me one of the flats at least because you're using my art which wasn't art at the time but something as a marketing tool and they said no and they gave, didn't give him a penny but he's got his life back together now and I remember getting in contact with him and Eventually, man, I want to, I want to, like, I want to meet him. I'm, it, obviously, like, travel's been crazy, but I want to, like, form a charity with him or something like that. I'd love that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Polygraph eyes, this was a moment I remember like, this was the first moment I had the balls to go, do you know what? I'm gonna fucking do something totally different genre-wise. Cause I'd written King Charles, I'd written Marry Me, I'd written Tim Pan Boy. And they were all punk stompers and whatever and getting my anger out. But that was like, that was the first moment I was like, I don't just wanna be this artist who sits in this, this zone. She leaves her parents' house around midnight Miss her best mate at the shop Buy some cheap wine and go to space See the Milky Way Get away from the teenage Everyday cliche pressure I was going out in the North like at 14 and, and stuff like that Just what it is I had a fake ID and stuff And um, I remember seeing this happen I remember drunk girls stumbling out of nightclubs With boys that just weren't nearly as drunk as they were And they were getting cabs of them And do you know the fundamental fucking messed up thing? was that I didn't realise how wrong it was until I grew up. Isn't that fucking crazy? Because we're brought up in a society where this lad mentality is so vastly accepted and it's just a normal thing for that to happen and it's not, it's not seen to be wrong and we're not taught that it's wrong. Um, and I just fucking, that disgusted me. I was disgusted at myself. Um, and I just needed to write a song about this because I wanted to create awareness because if people don't learn that something's wrong, they're just going to do it. Yeah, I wanted to write a song for the girls, but this is a song for the boys. I want boys to watch the video, I want boys to listen to the song and go, fuck me, I've done that. But I wanted it to be such a pop song and such a sing-along and think uh, anthemic kind of record that you wouldn't know what it would be about until like the third time you listen to it. Like I want people to be in a fucking supermarket and be like, and drop the fucking shopping and go, that's what it's about. Shit. There's some of the lyrics that I'm most proud of, especially the second second verse. Daylight wakes her up the next morning in a foreign room where the sheets are blue and not white. Where the sheets are blue and not white. No scented candles inside. Just a stranger on his side says cheers off for last night. Gotta go forensic, avoid a domestic, get antiseptic and give him the polygraph eyes. Can give him the polygraph eyes. Turn your head to the side and lie to the real life. See this girl, she had a boyfriend. Kill somebody, yeah, fuck me. It's weird. 
That's weird because a lot of people think I want to fucking go on a murdering spree. That's not the case. That's about a dark part of my life where I was feeling a bit suicidal. And it's about me looking in the mirror. Today, you made me feel irrelevant. Twisted my intelligence. Made it seem there's no brain in my head. I'm like a skeleton. Can't shut my eyes. Everyone's got a place in their head that when you find it, it gets really fucking scary. And you don't know what to do about it. And you feel like you're almost not good enough. Or whether it be with a girl, whether it be with a boy, whether it be with acceptance in school, whether it be fucking, I don't know, whether it be just even having a conversation with your mum and dad. I just found that place in my head and it's very scary when you do first find it, but I learned to talk about it. And writing this song provided me a bit of comfort for a while with it. Kill somebody, kill somebody like you. You, 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 you. I just want this song to be an outlet for saying if you feel this way, if you feel, if you're affected by this, talk about it because it becomes so much better. Trust me, take it from someone who's experiencing it. You know what I mean? Talk about it, get it out into the into the atmosphere because then it doesn't stay inside you. I always see it like a fucking light leaving my mouth. It's like, gone, gone, fucking gone. Yeah, I just loved it. And now I wanted on the record, man, to just go, everything's fucking up, everything's up, yeah, 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 and bang, fucking shoot you in the face with a fucking dark ballad. All I wanted to is kill somebody. And with it, man, I was so excited because we recorded the guitar on an iPhone. So I was recording the guitar, I was like, it sounds too fucking polite for me. So I sound like James Bay or something, do you know what I mean? I remember doing that and then putting a, finding a beat that we just fucking fucked up. I like put it through a distorter, like, a, like I was like, <laughs> And we had to we had to turn it so far down in the mix. Like the mix is like on one, because it's so fucking distorted and beat up. And then we put the strings in, um, and then the backing vocals. And then I was like, Do you know what? I just want to fuck it up even more. I don't want to have a live bass. I want an 808 bass going like boom, 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 boom. California. I want to create a song that's like mixed between Dr. Dre, Imagine Dragons, Blink 182, My Chemical Romance, The Arctic Monkeys, and me. Just fucking sprinkle a bit of young blood on top. So I just remember going like, let's go like blank, 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 typical California love Dre kind of thing. I was like, I want to hear, I want to hear fucking big Imagine Dragons drums. And I was a bit angry at it, so I was a bit the shit out of something. The song's sick for me because it was like, after I come back from America and got signed, that was such a big moment in my life because it was the first moment that someone wanted to invest in me for being purely myself. Said, we don't want to change anything about you. We believe that you're special and we believe that you're, what you have to say is important. And that was a massive part of me. And then I was back, two weeks later, I was back in fucking rainy London in my fucking two bedroom apartment with three, my three band members in, were in the living room. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, maybe I just gotta go back to California. You know what I mean? Because everyone else around me was like, oh, like fucking suppressing me again. And I was like, I want this end to be like Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. If I could play this at sunset, Glastonbury, with a full string section, I'll be happy. You know what I mean? And that's 
the inspiration behind that last part. That part, I just wanted it to get you in the heart and my mum's fucking side stage crying her eyes out. You know what I mean? And I'm looking at 100,000 people because that's my dream, you know what I mean? For any British artist, I think, that was the inspiration behind that last kind of two choruses. 21st Century Liability, the title of the record. Liabilities ain't just what we are. We have so much to say. And if you listen to what we've got to say, we might actually surprise you. Hello. We can overthink things. Hello. We can play tricks on our heads, but it's all fucking bollocks at the end of the day. It's like, just be yourself no matter what, because that's fucking sick. There's nothing more attractive than anybody who can be just totally themselves because embrace it because you're special no matter who you fucking are. I was listening to a lot of Beastie Boys, I was listening to a lot of Rage Against the Machine, I was listening to... I was just like, I need this song to make people go, fuck, he's fucking here. I want people to see my live show, I don't want people to be like, Oh man, that was great that. Do you wanna go get some food and fucking have a cup of tea and, and like watch Desperate Housewives? I want people to be like, fuck me man, I'm exhausted. He shot me in the face. You are fucking special, you are fucking yourself and once if you sat down with your fucking headphones on at my chip shop and cancel and it's raining and you feel like fucking shit just put the record on and, and see if you can find solidarity in it because I poured my heart into it for that reason you know to make people feel fucking empowered Twenty-first century liability by Youngblood is available now. To find out more, visit youngbloodofficial.com. Other side of the tracks is produced in Sydney, Australia, by U Music Media House, a subsidiary of Universal Music Australia. This episode was edited and mixed by the teams at Eardrum and Forbes Street Studios. For more, visit othersideofthetrackspod.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.